sometimes this little bitty, I don't know what other way to describe it, but this little bitty flame and kind of just flickering down inside. So, uh, <clears throat> back around July, I believe, August, Brother Hubbard, in his little book that he sends quarterly, whatever it is, uh, of last year, and sometimes he had a little, well, all the time he had little articles and stuff in there. And uh, one of the articles in there was titled, The Fool's Creed. And so it caught my attention. And uh, I wish I had a different title, but I guess I can title it The, the Fool's Creed tonight. If you'll turn in your Bible to Psalms chapter 14 and verse 1. Psalms 14 and verse 1. This is a psalm of David to the chief musician. Is there any chief musicians in the church today? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's me and you, I reckon. Uh, you know, I mean, but to the chief musician, David is, is uh, writing this psalm. <clears throat> A psalm of David, it, is, it says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. And if while you're there in Psalms, uh, flip over to Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 15. While you're turning, I, I, in my study, I did not know, and I, I, I should have known it. I'm ashamed I didn't know it. Psalms chapter 14 and Psalms chapter 53 are almost identical, word for word, to the chief musician. And if you'll flip, oh, when you get time, look over at Psalms 53. It's the same exact words in our English, except in a couple of verses, it, it, it words a little different. But for, for the whole thing, it's like you just flipped over and it exact same thing again. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. In Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. You may be seated. <clears throat> I have some other scriptures, and if you want to follow along with those scriptures, that's, that's one. Uh, <clears throat> in the article that Brother Hubbard had in his little uh, booklet, I guess you would call it, devotional booklet thing he sends out, in that article, it says the phrase is never used in the Bible in a scorn type of way. Uh, it does not mean this word in our English. Now we live in a day when words like this have been redefined, perverted, and slung out there and used in a, a very disrespectful slang kind of way. There's several words in our Bible that is that way. They've been redefined. And when we say them, like when we're preaching and reading from the King James Bible, it seems sometimes it's like, oh, did he say that? 
I could name some of them, but well, I won't. This one, this is one of them here. At the same time, in the New Testament, Jesus warns us not to call a person a fool. I wish I was smart enough to explain that exactly that, like it needs to be explained. But you don't just go around saying, oh, he's a fool. That's not what I'm talking about here tonight. This word fool here that we just read of in Psalm 14 and 1, Psalms 53 and 1, and Proverbs, uh, and I'm going to read some more scriptures that talks about fools. It is not talking about a man who is imperfect in, like brother, no disrespect, I'm just saying. Like Brother Ron was saying, this young man, this man that he helped, you know, he had uh, a slurred speech and he's trying to communicate and that kind of thing. That's not what it's talking about. No. The fool of the Bible is not a man that has an unbalanced mind. It's one who is blessed with reason. He willfully runs counter to the teaching of sound judgment. He chooses. He willfully does this. <clears throat> the man who, knowing that the fire burns, he still plays with the fire. That is a fool in the light of Scripture. If I say fool or foolish, I'm talking about this person that has this creed, this thing he lives by. And I was hoping, and, and Brother Jeff, if I get a little out of line, you straighten me out. But you're a pastor. So <laughs> I was hoping that Elijah would be here tonight. And I was hoping Andrew's here and Aurora's here. I'm hoping that you will pay attention to what I'm saying. Yes, that's right. Because you recording. Sometimes I want to say some things and just don't know if people may hear that and won't understand. But I'll try to I'll try to line it out. We just requested prayer for an individual. Yes. And as far as I can remember, my wife remembers way more details than I do on everything. And that's good. Most times. <laughs> this individual used to run and shout and preach. I didn't. I couldn't remember that part, but she did say. Now, it just come out of brain surgery. Don't know what's going on there. His partner is there with him. It's just comfortable to say his husband or whatever. How did he get? From running the aisles, shouting, and preaching to where he is today. We all have the potential, especially you young folk. You have the potential to go down that road and make foolish decisions and end up where he is today. I am not disrespecting. I am not talking about or whatever you want to say there. I'm just, I'm, I want us to grasp this, what the Bible is talking about here. The fool has said, there is no God. In other words, he's basically saying, God will not punish me. I am not accountable to God. Right. And really, in, in, in reality, it's really not talking about an atheist. No. No. Anybody know what Andrew 
Roar, do y'all know what the simple definition is of an agnostic? And an atheist. Basically, just in a simple term, the atheist says there is no God. I don't believe there is a God, a supreme being. The agnostic says, if there is one, if, they live similar, but the agnostic will say, if there is a God, why is so much evil going on in the world and all this kind of stuff, oh, yeah. you know? And if there is a God, he cannot be known by human beings. That's a simple definition. If we're not careful, I've seen numerous people raised on the church pew and come and live and when that time in life comes, and it will come, yes. when you are all by yourself, right. and the decision is in front of you, right. and you have to decide, mm -hmm. will I go this road? Mm -hmm. Will I go that one? That's right. That's right. Will I go the way of faith? Will I go the way of faithfulness, fruitfulness? Right. Or will I go the way of foolishness? Every day, really, we're making that decision. That's and when right. that day comes, it comes at different times in everyone's life. When that day comes, you will decide based on your previous decisions. You're deciding now. Every time them church doors open and you march in here, what few minutes? And I, I, I was going to get a time. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess. What? Two hours max. What few minutes we spend together in here, whoever wow. preaches and sings and whatever goes on, if we don't really pay attention, mm -hmm. if we don't really dedicate ourselves right. to the Lord, yeah, it is very possible that right. we'll go down this foolish road. Right. It's broad. Mm -hmm. The way of faith, the way of faithfulness, the way of fruitfulness, yeah. the way of holiness, it's narrow. We have to choose to walk in it. It is a highway. It's not a low way. No. It is a highway. It's very plain, the Bible says. It's not a secret. It's not for a few elite, secretive, whatever, you know. No, it's open to everyone. That's right. So, here we're reading about the fool. That person, male or female. I know it's man, but it's mankind, okay? But, in short, the fool in the Bible is one who is blessed with a sound mind, mm -hmm. but will not follow sound teaching. Right. That's right. Yeah. I've seen many of them come and sit on the pew and know it front and backwards. Quote you scripture and do not ever go by it. Right. That's right. That's a terrible place to be. Don't go there. You, you, it will not happen automatically for you to choose right. It will automatically happen. You'll go down the road of foolishness. Right. Silly things. Uh, I hope I can get it across. <clears throat> so I wondered in Scripture, where is maybe a couple of examples of fools? What does one look like? What does he act like? <clears throat> and in studying this, the word Nabal came up. 
in, in the in First Samuel chapter twenty-five. You know, and I did think of him. So, and it came up, and I so I looked up his name, and it's Strong's H five O three seven. You know, and you get it and all that, and it means multiple things. But primarily, his word means fool. His name, foolish, and and other things. Uh, he's a man of Mount Carmel. He's of Caleb's line. See there. Just because your daddy and your mama or your grandmama or your best friend is a Caleb, it don't make it don't guarantee you righteousness and true holiness and faithfulness is not inherited by bloodline. You must make a choice. So this Nabal is a fool. I'm saying that respectful as the Bible says. A foolish man. It means someone who is contemptible, empty, or vain. It is not an atheist or one who has no contact with God. Uh, it's not even a person who don't uh, see God in his creation. A man with common sense can see God in creation. Right. Let us know that in Romans chapter 1. Brother Jeff preached on this, part of this, out of Romans chapter 1. <clears throat> When they knew God, they acknowledged Him not as God. That's right. The fool has said, there is no God. So I can live like I want to. A Nabal is not a person. I'm going to tell you what he's not, then I'm going to tell you what he is. He is not a person who does not reason. He don't just flow through life. He reasons. But he is a person who reasons wrongfully. A man, a human, a man can think and reason, but he can do it wrongfully so. How do we know it's wrong? How do we know it's right? By our measure, by our standard. This, this man has no real fear or reverence of God or the things of God. I've known my two younger brothers more so than me, but uh, you know they were they were friendly. They were able to make friends and a whole lot faster and better than I was ever. And they could stay up all night, kind of a thing. I never was a night owl, still not. And anyway, some of their friends at churches that we would go to, you know, they would get together and they'd be joking around and they'd carry it a little too far. But they would joke around about people shouting. They would joke around, you know. And, People that we knew at different churches, and and particularly there's one in Coffeeville, Alabama, boy in that area. He would mock a man speaking in tongues and stuff. And I always thought, I don't want to be around him. I don't want to be around him. You know, why are you doing that? He was acting a fool. Right. You say, well, I don't ever do that. Well, do you do anything? I'm not daring you to do it. I'm just saying. It's not necessarily all that you don't do. What are you doing to choose to go the high road to God? A Nabal is, this is what a Nabal is, a person who chooses or 
assumes to ignore the fact of God's authority over his life. Amen. That is a fool. Yes. In other words, he's saying, there ain't no God. There ain't no authority I got to an answer to. I can do it just like I want to do it. Most of America. And the most dangerous brand of these are the ones that are raised under preaching of the yes, gospel sir. in yeah. the church. Yes. I see that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I regress just a little bit, and forgive me if I get yeah. off, but I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, not too awful long ago, I could count. Yes. I think I got up to maybe 15 potential young men sitting right in this place where we are tonight that one day will father families and go down the road of life and influence people. Right. All of them are gone. They chose, in some, in, in some cases, their parents, I know, chose to leave. <clears throat> it's not the only church. No, 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 no. Don't ever get that in your mind. No, no. But when the choice is laid before you, and previously you stood up and said, the way of holiness is right, yes. and you, you yes. proclaimed it, yes. and then right. you turn, That's that right. is a dangerous place right there. Yeah. You could slip into the place of no return. The way of a fool. So, we must guard ourselves regardless to our age. I know I wanted to focus on this age. Andrew, Aurora, Elijah. But I'm, I'm saying it to whomever the Lord has it for. Myself included. I am not exempt. I'm like Brother Terry used to say. We ain't made it yet. That's right. That's right. I'm on the way. But I ain't made it yet. I'm not inside the gate yet. But I'm striving to get there. Amen. So, uh, though the fool in the Bible, he sows to the wind, he knows well. He will sooner or later reap the whirlwind and he'll turn from the fountain of living waters and drink from his own system. <clears throat> Broken system that can't hold no water. He'll mock at sin. He knows the wages of sin is dead. He'll look at wine when it is red in the cup and he knows it, at the last it bites like a serpent. And stings like an adder, but he'll yeah. go for it. That is the way, the choice of a fool. Mm -hmm. It can take on different shapes, uh, camouflage, whatever. But I'm right. telling you, this is the way of the fool. Amen. They say, well, God, they presume on God. If they even think about God. Some of them acknowledge God and say, yeah, I know, I know God. I know about preaching. I know the way of holiness. But they presume God won't hold them accountable to that as right. high a standard as they right. preach. So I can live substandard. That's the way of a fool. Then there is another kind of foolishness. Largely it takes on the form of stubbornness. What happened to Mr. Saul? <laughs> 
He was, what did the Bible say in the Old Testament? Stubbornness and rebellion is as a sand of witchcraft. This is arrogance of ignorance. This is folly or foolishness of the impious kind. The final step of such foolishness is complete. It completes this picture that David saw when he described the one that is full of foolishness. He says in his heart, there is no God. A person can come to church every service. Know all of the actions, all of the yeah. motions, songs, scripture, right. and still in their heart, right. they may not say these words, but they will act it out. That's right. There is no God. So I, I would like to challenge us of every age. What are you saying in your heart? Wish you'd hurry up. I'd like to go home. It's good. I'm I'm just saying, what are you saying in your heart while you are, as we say, in America, in church? Do you know how to worship outside of these walls? (laughs) Thank the Lord I do, but Jeff, you know what you mean. Thank the Lord. You know, if you have an institutional God, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. It, it is, you're setting the stage of your life, especially if you're young, if you're a senior, it's even worse. Lord. But I'm just saying, you've got to be careful that we don't set our stage to an institutional God, right. almost an idol, yeah. and, and we, he's over there, he's down yonder, he's yeah. at the church, but I ain't at the church, so I can do like I want to. That's right. Woo! That's the way of a And in the study of this, I came across one writer that said, <clears throat> Proverbs covers three types of fools. And you might go dead sometimes. Proverbs covers three types of fools. And I'll try to run through these quickly. There's the swindler. The one who is greedy. Uh... Sometimes they're greedy themselves. Sometimes they try to get other people to become greedy. Mm -hmm. And even in this type of fool, there was mentioned consumer debt. Yeah. (laughs) We are plagued with that in America. Yes. Because what happens, spiritually speaking, debt, most forms of debt, not everyone, but most of them, especially consumer debt, no, we're just swipe that card and let her out. And we are presuming on our future. Right. And that is dangerous. It's so close to sin. But then there is the sluggard type of fool. These are in Proverbs chapter 6. <clears throat> this sluggard is lazy. Also, he is stubborn. Unwilling to work, has a chronic problem of never having enough cash. Uh, we're not talking about poor people now. I'm not talking about someone who does not have 
really hard enough to live and it's not their fault. I'm, there is poor people. Always have been, oh, always yeah. will be. That's right. Jesus has a special place for them. Yes. People that take care of them and, and, and help them, they have a special reward. Right. That's not the kind of person I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the sluggard. Those that have self-inflicted economic impoverishment. You say, well, that ain't me. I don't even manage money. I don't even have money. I'm talking young ones now. But there's thinking patterns that go along with this. If you're not careful, you'll become like this. The sluggard loves sleep. I know there's medical conditions and other conditions. I understand that. But when you come to church, it is not the place to sleep. Amen. Yeah, I don't care. Sometimes I get sleepy myself and I'm ashamed of admitting that. Sure, we all do. We all do. That's right. But you know we have to, what we have to do? Like it says over in James, resist it. Yes. Amen. We have to fight. We have to get up and walk around. You have to, you know. <laughs> Same like Brother Dustin used to say. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. And he'd go at it. I mean, full blast. Right. What was he saying it for? Yes. Kept him going 90 something years. <clears throat> Wide open. He was not a sluggard. <laughs> no. This slugger prefers to rest. He will not make or keep commitments. Right. Yes. That's right. What does the proverb say? Go to the ant, thou sluggard. There was a man, and I wish I could remember his name, and I cannot. I might have to find that story somewhere. But he was laying somewhere, and he noticed this ant. Little bitty ant trying to grab one kernel of corn and take it up the wall and get it to where he needed it to be. He said he laid there and counted. I think it was like 75 times in a row the ant struggled and dropped. He'd grab it again. He'd go at it again. He said he tried at least 75 times before he got that kernel of corn up over that wall. The Bible said, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Sometimes we have to just keep on going. We have to keep on doing it. We have to keep on going. Put another foot in the front of another foot. What we feel like it or not. Come on. If we better get a hold of some of this and put it in our lives, put it into action, or we'll fizz out. I'm not talking about physical difficulties necessarily. I'm saying we've got to be determined mm -hmm. not to become a fool. That's right. yes. Yes. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians, mm -hmm. if a man won't work, he shall not eat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> there is a sociopath. I hope I pronounced that right. <clears throat> Kind of a fancy word. In Proverbs chapter 6, we're talking about three kinds of fools. Swindler, sluggard, and a sociopath. I said, what? I said the same thing when I saw the word. <laughs> Verse 12 through 19 in Proverbs chapter 6. This type of fool is a troublemaker. 
when you look at the story in 1 Samuel chapter 25, Abigail, Nabal's wife, called him a son of Belial. He was so drunk and intoxicated, she could not talk to him or tell him what she was doing till the next day. For David, of course, and his men. And, and I see in the story, this is just a side note, I see in the story, David being carefully spoken here, David being a type of the Lord coming along and saying, I have helped you. Yes. Won't you give me some help? Yeah. He was asking help for his men because they had guarded and kept Nabal's livestock, his sheep. The Bible said he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. How would you like to have 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats? But it was a big industry for them, the wool and the, yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. but, but this man was selling. It was the time to shear the sheep. And they were having a party. And Nabal was doing his thing, getting drunk. Yeah. And when the men came up and asked Nabal, we'd like, you know, David sent us over here. And he said, who is David? Mm -hmm. I don't know him. I don't know that him. <clears throat> when the Lord comes to you and says, won't you just give me a little time? Won't you read your Bible? Won't you just go by so-and-so's house? You say, who's that? I don't know them. I don't want to be a fool. I do not want you to be a fool. I don't want you to even think about being one or go down the path. We must guard our hearts because we are human. We are flesh. And it's so easy to just go down that road. This sociopath is a troublemaker in the Hebrew. It's Belial. Some of the characteristics are mind-blowing. I went through these and I'm thinking, they think they are smarter than everybody else. They have a tendency to be smooth, charming, and slick with your emotions and with your finances. Right. Some people like that. They're prone. Oh, look. They are prone to boredom. An excessive need for novelty. Fantasy. Novelty. Kind of things. Things that are not reality. A certain individual gave my grandson an encyclopedia of, what do you call that? Pokemon. Oh, no. The weirdest looking mess you've ever seen. That's right. And this thing was scientific with every one of them named how they looked internally. It's all fantasy devil meant. And That's there are certain right. spirits goes along with That's that. Right. I took Amen. that book and I took it to the dump. Okay. But yeah, gave it to him for a birthday. But don't need that in my house. He don't need it in his house. He don't understand that right now. And I tell him so. You don't understand it right now. But no, you don't need that. And I looked at that stuff and I'm thinking, there's people devote their lives to this. Those kind of things will carry you yeah. and detain you long enough. You'll live your life out 
God will be way somewhere. Amen. Prone to boredom. Prone to need novelty. Right. Thrill. Exciting stimulation. Taking choices. <clears throat> chances on risky behavior. Conning. Manipulative. Likes to cheat or con others for their personal gain. I'm talking about a type of fool. That in his heart, he says, there is no authority. Mom and dad can't tell me what to do. And the Lord can't tell me what to do because really there ain't no God. <clears throat> and the pastor, he just, oh, no way. You may not say that blatantly like I just said, but in a subtle kind of way, you may be living it out. Please, I beg you, don't do it. They can; These kind of people can be callous. They don't have feelings toward other people in general. They're cold and considerate. They're parasitic. <clears throat> Selfish. Low self-discipline. Inability to begin or complete responsibilities. You say, where is that in the Bible? Good I'm telling you where it it's is. All over the Bible. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I know this is not a, what can I say? Not a very wonderful shot swinging from the chandeliers message. <clears throat> but it is so needful in our time yes. to understand yes. if you have these habits. You may even have them and don't know that it is a way of a fool. Right. Yes, sir. And if you live your life out like that, you'll wind up where fools wind up. Right. Read what happened to Nabal. Mm -hmm. When he sobered up enough so his wife could talk to him, she told him what she had done and what was going on with David and all, you know, how she handled the situation. The Bible says his heart turned to stone. And in 10 days, God killed him. That's how food ends up. That's right. <clears throat> if you are in a, in, you have the inability to begin or complete responsibilities, that is a dangerous indicator that you could wind up going down this road of being this kind of person. Mm -hmm. In the natural and the spiritual. Yeah. And I fear that for our young people. Lack of drive. I've seen some, there are very few, very, very few that have so much drive you have to stomp on them. You know, <laughs> calm them down, try to steer them in the right direction. Right. Then I have, I've seen some, that don't, ain't got no drive, ain't got no responsibility, you try to give them responsibility, they can't accept it, they don't know how to handle it. And that's, that is the heavy load and responsibility that falls on us as parents and grandparents to try to pray through this and guide our children and grandchildren in the right way. Right. You say, you got to figure it out. No, I don't. No. But I'm working on it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we're, we're working on some situations in our family, we have them too because we're human. Yeah. They are human. You know? <laughs> but uh, sometimes they've got to do it. got to do something. 
You know, I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. I do know what I can do, and that is pray. I'm not copping out now. And saying, oh, I'll just pray about it. I'm not copping out. No, I'm praying and doing everything I can think of. You know what I'm saying? I've always been a doer, thank the Lord. Sometimes I get in a mess, but <clears throat> we must not become a fool. Satan, it don't matter to him what you do. As long as you don't go the way of God, he's totally content to carry you along with him down that road. Generally, this type of fool is irresponsible. They repeat failure. They fulfill, uh, they have repeated failure to fulfill or honor obligations and commitments. And this gets a little more in grown-up language, but teenagers too. Not paying bills, default on loans, performing sloppy work, being absent or late to work, and I add to that, church. <laughs> Failure to learn from their mistakes. Do you have any of these behavioral kind of things? We're all human. Yeah. I've made mistakes. Oh, yes. I've done sloppy work. Sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I have been late for church, too. Yeah. But not on purpose. Right. I don't just, you know. <laughs> and I understand in other cultures. I've never been there, but I've heard Brother Don Richard, some of them talk, you know, they may have to stand around for an hour or two waiting on people to gather up because they just don't go by clocks or time like we do in America. I understand that. We're not there. We're in America, and we do have a time. You know, if you're going to take a trip on an airplane, most likely, if you're late, you're going to get late. One time we landed in, uh, what's the racing town, Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, we landed there, and before we landed, I always like to look out the airplane window, you know, look at the airport, you know. I could see the little plane down there. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I said, be my luck. We're going to land. We had to switch to come to Savannah. Be my luck. We're going to land out on the end of that, way up in here, and my plane to leave to go to Savannah is going to be on the end of that. And sure enough. When I got there, I'm looking around, trying to count. I'm trying, and I realize it's way down yonder on the end. I take off running. And my ears are so bad. That's the reason I don't like flying for that reason only. But my ears were so bad I couldn't hear. And I'm thinking, Where, where's that? Where's that? And directly I saw it way down on the end on the right. And somebody was on the intercom calling out my name. And I couldn't hear it. <laughs> so I walked up there and they said, yeah, 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 yeah. They basically pushed me. Then when I got out and went on the plane and sat in my seat, the plane started moving. Mm -hmm. oh. I was that close to being left. But I am not saying if you're late for work, you are a, no. I'm saying, Habit. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> I told you I'd get in trouble, but 
How serious are we about serving God and attending church? Attending church is not going to save you. I understand no. that. No. But I've been reading a little bit about that too. When we go to church, we're showing everybody whose side we're on. Humans and angels. And the devil. I'm on this side. I'm on the winning side. Amen? And, and Good. I don't want to get off track. Good. What is the remedy for this? How can you and I guard ourselves against getting sidelined, detoured down this road of foolishness? There's so much more in this, but I'm just saying, how can we guard against it? What's the remedy to help us? Well, if you got your Bibles, if you flip over to James chapter 4, I'll tell you, some of the while you're, while you're going to James chapter 4 there's a couple of other scriptures I want to read Jeremiah 4 22 for my people is foolish they have not known me they are sottish children and they have none understanding they are wise to do evil but to do good they have no knowledge that is foolish Ephesians 5.15 See then that ye walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise. What did Jesus say? Be wise as a serpent. Harmless as a dove. In James chapter 4 here's a remedy. Submit. Numbers, uh, verse 7 to 10. James 4. Submit their, yourselves therefore to God. Submit. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart. The fool has said in his heart, there's no God. Here he's saying, purify your heart. You double-minded. <clears throat> what did James say in the first chapter? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Verse 9, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Sounds like successful living, don't it? Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. There's the place to begin, right there. To guard ourselves from being like what Brother Jeff preached also in Romans chapter 1, verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We need to examine ourselves and uh, scrutinize ourselves like we do other people and, and uh, examine ourselves and make sure that we do not become a fool. Um, I just read to you the remedy. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Amen. It takes action on our part. These things are for us to do. And it is in there also. If we'll do certain things, God will do certain things. That's right. 
Yes. You know, an Americanized mind wants God to do everything and just serve it to me on a platter. It don't work that way. It's not going to work that way. Uh, God does perform miracles. He does give us wonderful blessings and benefits. But I'm talking about real living every day. The daily yeah. grind. That's right. <clears throat> so we're to draw out of God, cleanse our hands, purify our hearts, be not double-minded. Oh, I guess. Mm. Verse 9 says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. How long has it been since I prayed until I mourned and wept? Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Like one, I guess it was a preacher that said, the way up is down. We've got to be humble first and then the Lord will lift us up. Everybody wants to be lifted up by the Lord, don't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Let Him carry you. That's the way to do it, right there. Humble ourselves, submit ourselves, draw nigh to God, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. I think the two disciplines that are that are fading in our churches is prayer mm -hmm. and fasting. That's the disciplines that we need to practice. I'm talking to myself also. I'm not just saying, here's what you need to do. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no. No. So, I hope you got something out of this that it'll stab you to realize. Am I acting like this because I'm going down that foolish road? And if you're young, you're still at home, I really check myself and say, am I honoring my parents? Am I acting this way because I don't give a flip about them or my teacher or my whoever? <clears throat> Repent. <laughs> Submit. And God will work miracles. That's the only way we get there. You know, and and to say not to say here, but I want to encourage each one of us, regardless if we're a senior, in the middle, young, and even a toddler, if you can understand what I'm saying. You know, it don't matter your age. The fool has said in his heart, I'm not accountable. God won't hold this against me. Yeah. I once thought he would, but now I don't believe he will. That's the way of a fool. Right. It ends just like Nabal. Uh -huh. His heart turned to stone uh -huh. and the Lord killed him. Uh -huh. <clears throat> I don't want to go there. You don't have to go there. Uh -huh. You may have kinfolk that you can look clearly and say, they went down that road. You don't have to go down that road. That's right. It's going to take God helping you and you helping you and be determined enough, I will not go. And if you find yourself slipping or sliding, cry out to the Lord. Amen. Cry out to each other. Amen. And say, I Amen. need help. I need help. I'm afraid a lot of folks have not done that and they went. And it never came back. That's true. It don't have to be that way for you. Mm -hmm. We can end in victory. That's 
right. we can Amen. go for that. What, what did Brother Gavin say? Triple crown. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I don't want to just get inside the gate. No. I want to go for the crown. Yes. I want to go for the triple crown. Right. Amen. Let us stand. <clears throat> I know we don't spend much time in prayer in the church here in the sanctuary, I'm saying, in our services. I, I, I'm saying that to myself, I'm aware of that. But I'm saying, let's pray here and let's also yes. pray going down Amen. the road. That's right. Walking in the store. Wherever you go, pray. Communicate with the Lord. Allow Him to communicate with you and say, Lord, examine me. And if even there's places in me that I don't even know, I submit 100% to you. So let's gather and pray and ask the Lord to help us. Don't become a statistic of food. Good job.